Welcome to Nerd Portraits, the podcast where nerds get together to celebrate their passions, stories, and inspirations. My guest at this time is Brandon Davies from comicbook.com, also the creator of Quarantine Watch Party. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me, man. I'm excited to uh, to just kind of talk with you and have fun, man. It sounds like a good time. Yeah, thank you. I I'm so glad that this came together. I wasn't expecting it at all. Great way to to start a year, the first episode of Nerd Portraits for 2021. How have you been, Brandon? Is everything all right on your end? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's I'm, I'm in Nashville uh, and, you know, just staying home as much as possible. I got to spend some time with my girlfriend over the holidays uh, and uh, I got to see my mom because I haven't really done anything crazy. So we both felt like we could we could kind of see each other and it would be OK. Unfortunately, it has been. She works at the airport. So um, if any, she, she's been out in the world more than I have, I think uh, she's out there five days a week. But it's been fun, you know, just. Uh, took a little time off from work over over New Year's and just took it easy. But but I'm I'm ready for a big year. I think 2021 needs to be like we need a good year. You yes. know what I mean? We need Please. it. So, so uh, hopefully it is the year we all want it to be. Yeah, and hopefully it what brings us together in pop culture. It starts great with One Division in a few days. Yes. And uh, while we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about your origin story? Who's Brandon Davies? Uh, where did you grow up? Uh, what did you study? Anything like that? Yeah, okay. I mean, um, today I'm I'm like just I guess the way to put it would be like host and producer at comicbook.com. Um, I, I mostly cover Marvel, DC, just movies in general uh, and, and Walking Dead stuff are, are really my main and Mandalorian. Uh, uh, big titles I get to really work with. Uh, and it, it started back when uh, when I was in college, I was very much into like just movies and television. I've been movies and television my whole life and comics. Uh, I went through like phases of comics, but I was always into movies and television. Um, and, and then I started doing movie reviews when I was uh, in school at the local news station, like the local, it was called Watch Fox. Uh, it was like a Sinclair broadcast station and they, they were letting me come. I wasn't getting paid. I was just going in for free uh, at like 5.30 in the morning every Friday to review whatever movie was coming out that weekend. Uh, and I just kind of used that to leverage an opportunity at comicbook.com because the site was brand new. They didn't have any video content. And I was just like, Hey guys, um, this is what I do here. I'd love to do it for you. And they asked, you know, what I had in mind. And I, I, I actually sent them back a video instead of just an email. And I said this, you know, on a weekly basis and that's how it started. And then I think I did that for like two months. And then I moved to Nashville. I went to South Carolina for school. And then I moved to Nashville in January, 2015. And uh, the site has just grown i mean i've been uh, i've been able to be a part of uh to contribute to but also just ride the growth uh of comicbook.com in those in those years and we've we've got an awesome team that has really uh made some freaking awesome things happen along the way and i get to be kind of at the front of a lot of those which is just the best that i it's it's unbelievable sometimes yeah i think it's great the the work that you do you always bring a positive spin to all this pop culture coverage and what has been your favorite part maybe of of covering pop culture any specific events that you can recall maybe a red carpet a special press junket a special video that you had to do um i well i think my favorite thing i've gotten to do was the uh this summer this kid bridger saved his sister from a dog 
And um, I saw it on social media and I just like, I saw that he's a huge Captain America fan and an Avengers fan. And I reached out to Chris Evans's team. Uh, and within less than 24 hours, they had sent me a video uh, of Chris for Bridger and I got to send it to the family. And that just started like a whole snowball effect. Uh, and I've stayed in touch with the family because it was just such an awesome moment. It became like a, like the whole world saw the video and we, I never knew it was going to be that. I just told them like, if you guys want to share this, you're allowed to, uh, Chris didn't send this, you know, for the publicity, he sent this for Bridger, but if you were like, you're, you can do whatever you want with it. And they shared it. And like the next day it was great that my phone was, I was getting messages from like sports center and CNN and all. And I was like, I, that's not my video. I just like sent an email and said, like, that's not, I, I don't, but, uh, just being a part of that was probably my, and like moments like that. Like we did a thing with Gal Gadot surprising fans over zoom more recently. I got to bring my mom to the infinity war premiere. So on a personal level, those are probably my favorite moments when I get to kind of do stuff with other people for other people. I feel like that is like the greatest. And also just like selfishly, like holding the infinity gauntlet, like the real one is probably like one of my favorite personal moments, but professionally, um, I, after Endgame came out, I put together the two things, two events that I produced live shows that just couldn't, I can't imagine they went, they could have gone any better. And I'm really proud that we were able to pull them off was for Andrew Lane's last episode of The Walking Dead. We did a live show from Georgia, right on the set of Walking Dead at Greg Nicotero's restaurant with him. Uh, and he directed the episode and we, we, we talked about the episode live. And then we did the same thing. Uh, with Joe Russo after two weeks after Avengers Endgame came out from his restaurant in Los Angeles. Uh, and we had like a team of only like four people who went out, maybe five people went out to LA with all this equipment. We rearranged the restaurant. The Russos were so accommodating in it. It was just like, that was probably the peak of uh, opportunity, actually like create be, creating an opportunity and, and executing it. That was the biggest stage for us because Avengers Endgame was the biggest movie we'll ever cover. Uh, so to be able to do that for that was just like, I, I'm very proud of that on a professional level. Yeah, yeah. Th that's great. And all those stories, I'm sure they inspire people to do the things that you do and to grow into pop culture and to get into it. But can you recall anyone that inspired you to get into this world? Maybe a news reporter, a film reviewer, maybe an actor, director, someone that you said that, wow, I look up to them and I want to get into this world. Uh, I think The Rock is probably nice. kind of my number one kind of person I look up to. Uh, just because everything he stands for, I, I pretty much agree with most everything I've, I've heard him kind of stand for ever since he left. I grew up a huge WWE fan um, and he's evolved out of that character because that what that character said on television was just just so wildly inappropriate but back then it was more acceptable for it to be on television uh it was like publicly i guess i mean there were people who had problems with it but it was allowed to air and now you just you can't even talk that way uh and he's evolved past that and he's become a person who uh represents just hard work and kindness and things that i would i hope to be able to one day represent for other people um i think like i think the first person to kind of Set, set the path for what I want to achieve in my career is, I mean, I just think Chris Hardwick kind of did it on a professional level, all his personal stuff. Yeah. I, I don't really want to ever emulate any of that uh, at, at all, but on a professional level, he was kind of the first I can remember that started at a digital media outlet and then evolved into television and host talking dead, which became a show that had more ratings than 
uh, Jimmy Fallon and, and Jimmy Kimmel and the late night hosts. And granted, he was inheriting the Walking Dead audience, uh, but he and then he became, he got a game show and he started doing live with Kelly. And, and I think he he kind of profe- on that outward professional kind of structure um, kind of showed what you can what you can do. Um, so I imagine that if you just be good to people along the way, uh, you you can achieve more than that. So hopefully, um, I think a lot of the, those those same kind of milestones are where I want to go. I would love to get on television one day um, and host a show or, or like a Hall H panel and stuff like that. Uh, I just hope I don't wrong anybody or do anything to to hurt anyone along the way like it like he has been accused of um uh, yeah but but I, I definitely think the rock uh is is kind of my big inspiration whenever i'm tired i'm just like man this dude just this dude probably sleeps four hours you can look at steve harvey <laughs> like that dude has a schedule he says his day is probably scheduled out 16 hours a day uh yeah and they, you just keep going and 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 uh yeah, I think the, those two. Well, really, it's just The Rock, but uh, I, I, it was the answer. But I look at a lot of people who have come before me who have taught me what not to do uh, in a lot of situations. And and I mean, like Oprah, like she started at a small radio show in Chicago and became one of the most famous people on the planet and did so much for other people along the way. So uh, there's, there's a lot of people who I kind of look up to, and those are the ones that came to mind, I think. Great. And going into these people that you look up to, uh, being in this world, uh, what do you think has been the best advice you have ever received and who gave it to you? Honestly, Oprah gave me the best advice I've ever nice. heard in my life. I'm not named intentionally, but yeah. I was the premiere for A Wrinkle in Time. Um, and I told her, I was like, I, I love your story. Like I kind of identify with it because I started at this small little TV station in South Carolina and nobody, I don't think anybody was really watching, but I was t- like, I took it seriously. I gave it everything I had and I learned while I was there. Um, and then I got to comic book and now like I'm on the kind of like a, a, a national level kind of reaching people and our audience keeps growing and all this stuff. And I just really identify with what you did. And she was just, what she said was, she was like, you, it's awesome to hear that because you got your mistakes out of the way when no one was looking like you kind of, you got to, you got to learn when your mistakes could be forgettable. Like if, if on this stage now, the the level of comicbook.com has grown to, if I slip, if I say something stupid, if I just like ever make a mistake, you can't come back from that. It's going to be memorable forever. Uh, So I I think that's a good thing. And people need, I, I wish I understood that more when I was first starting, especially a comic book. And I was just so eager to be doing everything uh, that I had to grow and I had to learn a lot more before I could do that. Um, and another thing is my friend, Sean Venerable, I used to ride BMX in the skate park. This is the other p- thing I ever, uh, one of my favorite things anybody ever said to me, like, I was just like, dude, I'm tired. Like we were in a spirit we in this competition before a competition, we we're training for it. And he said, you got to keep going and learn to do it when you're tired. So that way, when you're not, it's really easy. So that was another thing. And just uh, a friend who, just told me to be nice to everybody, be kind to everybody, like talk to everyone in the room. Those three things, get your mistakes out of the way when no one's looking. Uh, uh, keep going when you're tired because that way it will be easier when you're not and talk to everyone and be kind to everyone uh, because you never know who you're talking to, what opportunity that could create, what your impact on them might be uh, and things like that. And that's that's a great way to look at things. I really admire that. I and- appreciate it.
going into whole age you mentioned that you want to host a whole age panel one day uh this podcast grew up out of a love for san diego comic-con uh do you have any specific memories about comic-con maybe your favorite comic-con story that you could share My favorite experience at Comic-Con was the one and only time that I went before I worked at comicbook.com. I went just as a fan and I slept outside of Hall H. Like I slept on the sidewalk. Um, and uh, it was the day, it was the year that they showed Batman versus Superman footage and Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah. Um, and it, I think that was, that was the, what it was that year. That was 2014, and, and I think. Year. Yeah, it was 2014. Because I was sleeping in that line as well. Dude, we were neighbors that night. Yeah. It, I slept right on the corner, like on the rocks by like like the loop down the harbor. Like I was number like 6,400 or something out of six five who got in. I was I slept like right, right by the one sea bridge. Uh and I just like that. I, I was instantly just like, I'm, I'm coming here every year for the rest of my life. <laughs> like I just was like, I have to figure out a way to come here every year. And fortunately, uh, except for 2020, because it wasn't one, I have been able to go back. And um, I uh, like, I've been able to interview some awesome people and I haven't hosted a panel yet. That whole age panel is on the bucket list. I'm really hoping one day uh, Marvel or Warner brothers or Sony or Paramount or somebody calls and says, we want to get you up there. because that would be, Like I just, because when I, when I went there as a fan and I was like, man, it would be amazing to be on that stage. I wrote a letter to myself when I got home because I was like, I was literally in debt after that. Like I, my, my credit card was like, I owed a few hundred dollars and I had like, I don't know, less than a hundred dollars in the bank. Uh, and I was going into my final semester at college and I wrote a letter about like, how one day I'm going to get on that stage. And I thought it was gonna be like as an actor or director or something when I wrote that, I can't lie and say, I imagined it would be hosting. Um, but I was just like, I'm going to get on that stage and I'm going to read this letter the day I get on that stage. Uh, and hopefully one day, you know, that's able to happen, but we'll see. We'll see. That's great. That's, that's a great story. And I'll be, I'll be cheering from the crowd when that happens. Oh, uh, dude, I, I'll shout you out up there. If I ever get <laughs> up there, man, I appreciate it. Thank you. And going into uh, a great project that you came up with during these times of quarantine, the quarantine watch party. Uh, how did that come together? Because it became such a phenomenon on Twitter. And maybe to people that aren't familiar with it, could you tell us a little bit about, about what it is? Yeah, dude, this is actually one of my, the, the best thing to come of 2020 professionally for me. Um, and it was just kind of an accident. Uh, it was... Uh, Like we were all at home. It was the end of March, I think, was when we first did it. Middle of March, late March. And it was just like, we're all home. The movies are closed. Like nothing's coming out. We all feel so separate and isolated and, and just sad over that. And I just, I was like grocery shopping with my mom um, before we even knew how bad everything was or would get. And I was just like, this sucks. Like we, you know, I want to connect with people. I want to like, we can't go to the movies. So I just tweeted like, would you all want to watch the Avengers together tonight? And at the time, I think I had... I think I had like 30,000 followers on Twitter. Um, and a lot of people responded like, yeah, let's, what time? Let's do it. And so with like two, maybe three hours notice, I just said like, let's watch it at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. tonight or something. We'll all press play at the same time. Um, and I just was like trying to think of a hashtag and it was just like watch party was already being used or uh, like just something. So I just said like quarantine watch party because we were all, quarantine was like the only word we could think of at the time. It was yeah. on all of our minds. and so. 
I did that and enough people just joined in to watch the Avengers that it became a trend. Like it became a United States trend. And so then we tried it, we did it again, like a few days later with the dark Knight, and it trended again. Uh, and it was like, yeah, this is crazy. This is so cool. Like that. First of all, I realized that I kind of have the power to unite people like that. Like it was just such a cool feeling. And, and then people were sending me messages. Like you've no idea. Like that was so fun. It gave me something to look forward to, it gave me something to do while I'm just home. So I appreciate it. And I, so cool to be able to reach people and make that impact uh, and then I think the week after those first two comic book was like, yo, this should be like a, we, this should be our thing. I was like, yeah, of course. Like I'm, you know, I am comic book. You are like, I'm part of comic book. So, uh, let's do it. And so I started reaching out to, to studios and, and individuals who like, like bloodshot and birds of prey. And those were two movies that had their theatrical runs cut short. And so I was like, you know what? I bet you the studios, they're releasing these movies on demand ahead of schedule. I bet you the studios would love it if we get people to, you know, buy the movie. Yeah. And just watch, like, they're motivated to support this because they'll, they'll want to make the sales. So I reached out and said, listen, you know, will Dave Wilson watch Bloodshot with us? Will Kathy Yon watch Birds of Prey with us? Will the cast join us? Will, can we do anything like that? And they said, yes, absolutely. Like, making an event, please. Uh, and so the second week of it, we ended up having Kathy on. Journey Smollett Bell, uh, just more people from Birds of the Prey, uh, Sam Hewen, uh, Dave Wilson, director of Bloodshot, um, and a couple more cast members, and, and, and Lamorne Morris, and a couple more people from Bloodshot, uh, and Scott Derrickson from Doctor Strange. All three nights in a row, we did quarantine watch parties for those, and it just became like a thing where people, like the LA Times called me and wanted to talk about it, uh, which was just awesome. Uh, and then... It, it rolled all the way to Avengers Endgame and Infinity War, where we got the writers and directors involved, which was just, I think that's as big as it could ever get. It was yeah. awesome. That that was a, like a great time of unity. And we really needed that while everything was going around in the world being crazy, which still is, by the way. Yeah. And yeah. going and into Quarantine Watch Party, what was... Uh, maybe the most challenging one to get together or the toughest one to actually accomplish that you said, like, I can't believe this is happening. The, the, uh, the, the infinity war and end game one became a little bit of a challenge because the Russos kind of had something in mind already. Okay. Uh, Disney was already working with them on it. Um, and I had already, I reached out to the Russos weeks in advance um, and there was kind of like two lines of communication going. There's like me and the Russos and the Russos and Disney and then Disney and me. And everybody was just kind of talking in separate places. And I had already locked in the writers, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Um, and we were just trying to pick a date because we wanted to do Endgame, this back-to-back uh, -back nights. Yeah. Uh, and it just became like a big coordination and collaboration with Disney. Uh, and I'm grateful that they let us be a part of it because they could have done that without us. They could have done that without me. You know, it's they have the social power to just go say they're doing it. And they didn't, they didn't need to include me on that. Um, and they, they allowed that, you know, the Russo sent me a tweet, like, thanks for the quarantine watch party, Brandon Davis. Because like, this is so cool. Uh, and that one, that one logistically was one of the more difficult ones to put together because I'm, I was just anxious and I was so happy with the event that I was just like, so afraid to get left out. Yeah. Uh, even though they didn't need me and they, they could have 100% done it without me. Uh, I just wanted like to people to know that like I was working to put this together. Uh, 
and they they did and it, it was one of the coolest things ever that one was that one was probably just a lot of moving pieces uh for but for the most part they were pretty simple they were pretty easy like even that one like it really wasn't hard uh they were pretty pretty easy to get together people were excited to do it. like james gunn was eager to do it he was fired up uh with both guardians movies and the cast of shazam was really fun and like excited so they were pretty like they weren't too difficult really which i'm, I'm happy to say that that's awesome to hear and they were they were really great great times uh are there plans for any future quarantine watch parties through 2021 i i mean absolutely yeah definitely i don't know you know they kind of just come up i want to do something for wandavision yeah um but it's tricky because we all get it at different times or well, we get it at the same time some people are awake some people aren't some people have to go to work some people can watch from home some people have to go to school um and it just seems like to do it Friday morning would be disrespectful to people who have to go do something Friday during the day. Yeah. And to do it Friday night is too late for the people who already, I don't know. I'm thinking Sunday nights might be the best thing to do because like Sunday night seems to be like the big event shows time slot. It's like where game of Thrones was. It's where the walking dead yeah. is uh, all those kind of phenomenon shows take that Sunday night spot. Uh, so maybe Sunday nights, you give everybody the weekend to watch it. And then it's going to be like a second watch where we all watch together. Uh, that's what I'm leaning towards. Uh, but I, I, I don't know yet, but absolutely we will do more. I, I fully plan on doing more at it for sure. Yeah. That, that sounds great. Like giving it an actual prime time to, to the show because I'm part of the 2 a.m. crew that stayed up for Mandalorian and yeah. man, I, I love the show, but if this came out on Friday night at 8 PM, that everyone right. would be watching it at the same time. Yeah. And somewhere in the world it does, yeah. you know? So it's just uh, it's just tricky. It's 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 hard to you can't satisfy everybody with this with yeah. the timing of it. So I'm thinking like if we give everybody the weekend to watch it, we're not going to be tweeting spoilers all weekend. It's a, like I know I have a lot of followers who have their own lives. They're not going to be able to watch it right away. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so and a lot of them will. But uh, I think Sunday night is that sweet spot where we can kind of try to make it an event. But we'll see what happens. We got, I'm going to talk to Twitter and I'm going to talk to people at comicbook.com and I'm going to see uh, see where we land. That's awesome. And uh, I just wanted to mention that the quarantine watch party uh, inspired me to do it with my own classroom. I'm actually a teacher. So nice. we, we watched a few movies to get to know each other at the start of the semester. That's and awesome. That came out of that idea. I was like, okay, watching a movie online is a great way to like unite yeah. people. Yeah, absolutely. And you're all kind of experiencing it together. And, you know, it, it's, it's just a good, like movies, I, I love going to the theater because you're surrounded by strangers, but you're yeah. all experiencing the same thing together. And you walk out like having that in common, you know, no matter what you have that in common with the people next to you. And I think it's, and you've just kind of been removed from the world together for a short amount of time. Uh, and I, I love, I can't wait to get back to it. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I hope we do get to go back to crowded theaters and just experience that again. Yeah. Event movies are not just, are not the same watching them on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. And, Going into the end of the show, I like having like random questions. I have a bank over here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I told you a little bit about how it works. Let me let me see. Okay, okay. What is the best sandwich that you've ever had? <laughs> oh man, um, I'm kind of just a simple peanut butter and jelly guy. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Uh, But I've definitely had a better sandwich than that. I've definitely had like a good BLT somewhere in a, at a New York deli. 
Like, just, <laughs> like we go, I go to the same deli every year at New York Comic Con. We walk to it every morning. Me and Jim Viscardi from Comic Book. Uh, we go to the same deli at least once a day, sometimes twice, and get a bagel and then a sandwich. Uh, and I've probably had like a mean BLT from there, like a turkey BLT. <laughs> nice. Great question. Great great answer. Great answer. Okay. I, we have time for a few other ones. Okay. Huh. Have you ever had a paranormal experience? Oh, man. Dude, my girlfriend is obsessed with like ghostly stuff. She wants to see a ghost so bad. I can't say that I've ever had a paranormal experience though. Even like, and, and I met her at the Stanley hotel, like the one oh. that the, the shining is based yeah. on. And I still can't say I've ever had a paranormal experience. <laughs> I, I actually, I'm kind of, I don't wish that I could say that I have, I'm glad I haven't. I don't want, I'd be terrified. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's find another one. Okay. Do you support any sports teams? Uh, yeah, absolutely. South Carolina Gamecocks. As you can see on the wall there, I got the okay. South Carolina. That's my that's the college I went to. I'm a huge college football fan. Um, I grew up an Eagles fan, and now I'm becoming a Titans fan because I live in Nashville, and it's just more fun. Yeah. Uh, and the Orlando Magic for basketball, and the New York Yankees for baseball. Nice. We, we got the whole the whole roster of teams. Nice. That's right. Yeah. Uh, no soccer. Not a soccer fan. I just listen. I'm so American. I guess I just, <laughs> I'm too American in that way. It's so bad, dude. I, I have friends who have tried to get me to watch uh, like Premier League stuff, uh, yeah. and even trying to get me like into FIFA. So I start to like learn more about it. I just like I've never been in a world like in that world of like people who can show me how to appreciate it. Like I just yeah. never got into soccer. I'm embarrassed to say. It. Oh, don't worry. Everyone has their own taste. It's such a boring American. <laughs> don't worry. Ugh. Okay. Uh, oh, this one is good. Where's the best American barbecue from? Austin, Texas. Yeah. I went to the set of Fear the Walking Dead and uh, Alicia Debnam Carey, who plays Alicia on there, told me to go to a place called Terry Black's Barbecue. And it was the best... Pro I might venture to say it's the best food I've ever had. It oh. was, I took my mom and we went to Terry Black's barbecue just outside. It might've not been technically in Austin, but it was right there in Austin, somewhere near Austin. And it was so good. It was just like, Oh, and I also, I, there's a place I went to once in the middle of nowhere in South Carolina. I forget what it's called, but somewhere in the middle of nowhere in like Northern South Carolina, Uh, I, I, I'm doing a disservice by not knowing what it was called, but, but Terry Black's barbecue, just the meat fell off the bone. It was so good. Nice. I, I, I'm, I'm going to check it out next time I'm in Texas. I think I lost you a little bit. I recommend it. Okay. There we go. Uh, yeah. And okay. Let's, let's try to find one more. Okay. Okay. Uh, if it's not earth, let's do it. What's your favorite planet of the solar system? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think Jupiter's the one with the big ring, right? Yeah. Like, Jupiter looks cool as hell. Like, with the... Is Jupiter... Yeah, Jupiter's got, like, the... No, wait. Saturn has a big, big ring, and Jupiter has, has a smaller one. Jupiter, is, which one's not a planet anymore? Uh, Jupiter and Neptune. Pluto. Pluto's Pluto, not a yeah. planet anymore. Dude, I don't know. Listen, closing <laughs> my lack of knowledge of the galaxy. Uh, I mean, listen, big Saturn fan. Big, if I could live on another one, probably Saturn or Mars. I don't know. Or if I could just send all the idiots from this planet to another one. 
<laughs> I guess it wouldn't be those because I want them to go to a crappy one. I don't know. I'd send those ones. To, I'd send the idiots from Earth to Pluto so that we could just stay here and have like, like fix global warming yeah. and not be, be chilled. Yeah, and just like not be assholes to each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Great message to end the show, Brandon. Uh, please feel free to plug in anything and everything. Uh, I will. For thank you for having me on, man. And uh, uh, on January fifteenth, I'm launching the Phase Zero podcast on ComicBook.com. And I mean, it's uh, it's like a very Marvel centric kind of show. We're going to be recapping WandaVision. We're going to have special guests, but we're also going to, when the time comes, we're going to talk about the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker and the Mandalorian and Ahsoka and everything else uh, and Black Widow and pretty much all the things that we're interested in. Um, and it's going to be Marvel at its core, but we're going to we're going to talk about uh, everything else that we're interested in. And I hope it's I hope it's fun. And uh, if it sucks, I hope you'll tell me because I want to make it better. So uh, okay. I hope everybody will tune into that. And and yeah, I mean, I appreciate your support and anybody else uh, who's been here. I mean, uh, my my ultimate goals are to get enough of a following and a, and a and a and a like a base to be able to start really giving back. I want to be able to bring people to Comic Con who would not have been able to go otherwise. Be able to create some work opportunities for people who might not have had them uh one day i'm not there i don't have the power to do that yet uh but i want to so hopefully this podcast takes off hopefully comicbook.com continues to soar uh and we can just keep growing and creating like a, just a community of supportive people who want the same things and can do stuff like that with us so uh, i genuinely appreciate your support man brandon thank you so much for joining me in nerd portraits and that was nerd portraits for today 